Good morning, everyone. This is Minister McMillan. I pray that you all are doing well today. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for this word that comes forth today. We ask, Lord, that you lead us in this word and show us to, how to use this word in our lives today and every other day, Father. Lord, we thank you and praise you, Almighty God, in Jesus' name. Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord some praise. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we give you all the praise and the honor and glory, Father. You are the Almighty God. Hashion Dorosa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Now, I have been um, asked, you know, What's my reading preference? Actually, I don't have a reading preference. Um, I read a lot of things. However, I can, um, for those of you who are interested, I can recommend some uh, books for those of you who are starting out. One of the best writers out there is Watchman Nee, W A T H. Uh, I'm sorry, W-A-T-C-H-M-A-N-N-E-E. Now, Watchman Nee is no longer with us. He died in prison in China a couple of years back. And But his writing is on point. It's for today, tomorrow, and the next day. Um, his book called A Balanced Christian Life. I tell anyone who's just starting out, Get you a copy of this book. It will really, really help you. To this day, I have green markers in the book. Um, I have one here under the other aspect of trespass offering. Uh, I have another one under dealing with force, forcely with the lost things. Uh, opposing a neighbor. And I have another one under God Needs the Man Who Knows the Cross. Mm. Uh, Let's see. I have another one under, well, let's just read this. It says, please keep in mind that unless you work in the power of God, what you do shall all be in vain. Huh? Praise God. You know that is the truth. Um, Let's see. I have a couple more here. How God deals with Moses' fresh, uh, fleshly wisdom and power. Um, and another one under reckon himself as powerless. Okay. Uh, here's an example. Blessed are the meek. 
he was no longer self-confident and self-consecrated. He looked upon himself as a nobody. And God will bring us to this point as well. This is a spiritual retreat, a holy retreat, a blessed retreat. Unless we see in our heart that we are nothing, we are not yet a person whom God can use. All right now. So you get an idea of this book. And I really, I tell everybody, okay, this is a good starting book. Another book that I've read and I go to time to time. It's very interesting. It's a very old book. It's written by John White. It's called When the Spirit Comes with the Power, Signs and Wonders Among God's People. This book is very old, but this book, this book is very awakening. And last but not least, another book that I recommend is The Seed of the Soul by Gary Kulkoff. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Zukov. Z-U-K-A-V. And that is for advanced, I would say, medium to advanced readers. So, those are some of the books I read. Okay? So, let's move on with today's uh, lessons. Um, From time to time, I will pop out some of my books. I have a very extensive library, and it's still building. (laughs) I have seen a couple of more books that I'm interested in. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you need to build a library uh, for reference or um, to read yourself. And then once you read them, don't be stingy. Uh, You know, bless someone else with those books and don't charge. You know, God looks at all these things. When we can give to someone from our hearts, you see someone going through something and say, hey, you know what? Um, Read this. You know, it might help you out a little bit. Keep the book. You know, when you finish, bless somebody else with it. Okay? All right, let's move on. We're in uh, 1 Kings chapter 4. So, King Solomon was king of all Israel. And these were the princes which he had. Azura, the son, the son of Zodak, the priest. Elahu Rip. Rip and Ahiah, the son of Shisha, scribes. Jehovah, the son of Ahilud, the recorder. And Benajah, the son of Jehoda, uh, was over the host. And Zodak and Abithah were the priests. And Azariah, the son of Nathan, was over the offices. And Zabu, the son of Nathan, was principal officer and the king's friend. Okay, so let's pay attention. Who was the king's friend and principal principal officer was Zabu. Zabu. Okay, 
So Ahishah was over the household and Adoniram was the son of Abda was over the tribute. And Solomon had 12 officers over all Israel, which provided victuals for the king and his household. Each man his month in a year made provisions. And these are their names, the sons of Hur in the Mount Ephraim, the sons of Dekah in Machaz, and in Sha'abim, Sha'abim and Beth Shemash, and Elabethana, Elonbethana, Elonbethana, the son of Hekshi in Arubath, to him pertained Soka and all land of Hefer. The son of Abinadab in all the region of Dor, which had Tafath, the daughter of Solomon, to wife. Benana, uh, the son of Ahulud. Ah, let me see. Is that a long E or short E? Long E. Ah, ah. High lewd, a high lewd. To him pertain Tahanak and Megiddo and all Bethshina, which is by Zatana beneath Zurel from Bethshean to Abbe, Abel Mihola. Elbel Mehola, even unto the places that is beyond Jachanum. The son of Gibber and Ramoth Glad, to him pertain the towns of Jir, the son of Manashe, which are in Gilad. To him also pertain the region of Argob, which is Bashan, three score great cities with walls and basin bars. Ahinabab, Ahinadab, sorry, the son of Aduhad Mahanayam. Aduhad Mahanayam, uh, Ahimazad was in Naphtali. He also took Basma, the daughter of Solomon, to wife. Hmm. Benah, the son of Hushi was in Asha and in Afa in Aloth uh, Jehoshaphat the son of Perua in Ishka Shemai the son of Elah in Benjamin 
Geber, the son of Uri, was in the country of Gilad, in the country of Shiho, king of the Amorites, and of Og, king of Bashan, and he was the only officer which was in the land. Judah and Israel were many, as the sand which is by the sea in multitude, eating and drinking and making merry. So you see, this the 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 uh, manifestation of the prophecy spoken uh, by those before has come true um, concerning Judah and 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 Israel. Notice it says. Uh, they were many as the sands which is by the sea in multitude. Now that's exactly what the Lord told Moses was going to happen. Did he not? Okay. And Abraham. And Solomon reigned over all the kingdom for the river unto the land of the Philistines and unto the borders of Egypt. They brought presents and served Solomon all the days of his life. Wow. Now, let's read this again. And Solomon reigned over all kingdoms from the river unto the land of the Philistines and unto the border of Egypt. They brought presents and served Solomon all the days of his life. So all the way up to the land of Egypt. Now we do know for certain that uh that they had crossed into Egypt at one point in time and were kings um, at one point in time, but not at this point in time, okay? And Solomon provisioned for one day and three measures of fine flour and three score measures of meal. Then fat oxen and 20 oxen out of the pastures and a hundred sheep beside hearts and roebucks and, and fallow deer and fattened fowl. Now, the reason, uh, sorry, the reason why I said that earlier is because if you remember, we, we had a lesson early on when uh, Jacob crossed into uh, Egypt with um, his wife. And remember what happened. Um, we found out later on that the king was related to him. He was his great-great-grandfather, okay? So we do know at one point in time that the Israelites did have family members that were kings that sat on the thrones in Egypt. But again, as I said... That time period has uh, passed, and now we are, um, they are in their, their homeland, okay? Um, 24, for he had dominion over all the region on this side of the river from Tifisha, from Tif. Shah, even to 
Azah over all the kings, over all the kings on this side of the river. And he, and he had peace on all sides round about him. And Judah and Israel dwelt it safely, every man under his vine and under his fig tree. From David even to Beersheba, all the days of Solomon. And Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots. 40,000. Wow. And 12,000 horsemen. Wow, he had more stalls than he had horsemen. And those officers provided victuals for King Solomon and for all that came into the King Solomon's table. Every man in his mouth, every man in his month, excuse me, they lacked nothing. Barley also and straw for the horses and drones, drones dairies brought they unto the place, brought they, brought they unto the place where the officers were, every man according to his charge. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of East Country and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezrite, and Eman, and Kalko, and Dada, Darda, the son of Mahal, and his fame was in all nations around about. And he spent 3,000 proverbs, 3,000, and his songs were thousands and five, okay? A thousand and five, so we don't even have all the psalms in this in our word okay or we only have some of the psalms in our bibles see he's got to pay close attention here it says and he spanked 3,000 proverbs we don't have 3,000 proverbs in our bible but he spanked 3,000 of them and songs songs were a thousand and five. Now our psalms are songs. I don't know whether you uh, know that or not, but that's what they are. Um, let's see. And he spanked of the trees for the cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even unto the hyssop that sprang out of the wall. He spanked also of beast and of fowls and creepy things and of fish. And they came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all kings of the earth which had heard of his wisdom. Now let's go back and 
really get to understand it. It says he spanked, meaning he spoke. Okay. And he spanked of trees. He spoke of trees from the cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even unto the hyssop that sprang out of the wall. He spoke also of beasts and fowl and of creepy things and of fish. So he was very, very knowledgeable. This was the blessings that the Lord had given him. And there came all the people to hear the wisdom of Solomon for all kings of the earth, which he heard, uh, which heard, had heard of his wisdom. And Haran, king of Tyre, sent his servants unto Solomon, for he had heard that they had anointed him king in the room of his father. For Haran was ever a lover of David. And Solomon sent to Haran, saying, Thou knowest how that David my father could not build a house unto the name of the Lord, his God, for the war which were about him on every side, until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. Under the soles of his feet. Does that not remind you of something that the Lord says, I will put your enemies under your feet. The Lord puts the enemies under his feet. If you're a child of the Lord, will he not put your enemies under your feet? Hey, hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) Woo. Okay. Five. And behold, I propose to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord spank unto David my father, saying, Thy son whom I will send set upon the throne in thy room. He shall bind a house. Uh, sorry, he shall build a house unto my name. Now therefore, command thou that thy hue me cedar trees out of Lebanon. And my servants shall be with thy servants. And unto thee will I give hire for thy servants according to all that thou shalt anoint. For thou knowest that there is not among us any that can skill to hew timber like unto the city on city Sidonians. And it came to pass when Hiram heard the words of Solomon that he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, which have given unto David a wise son over this great people. And Haran sent to Solomon, saying, I have considered the things which thou saidest to me 
4. And I will do all thy desire concerning timber and cedar, and concerning timber of fir. My servants shall bring them down from Lebanon onto the sea, and I will convey them by sea in floats unto the place that thou shalt appoint me, and will cause them to be discharged there. And thou shalt receive them, and thou shalt accomplish my desire in giving food for my household. So Haran gave Solomon cedar trees and fern trees according to all his desire. And Solomon gave Haran 20,000 measures of wheat for food for his household and 20 measures of pure oil, thus giving Solomon to Haran year by year. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. And there was peace between Haram and Solomon, and they two made a league together. And King Solomon raised a levy over all Israel, and the levy was 30,000 men. And he sent them to Lebanon, 10,000 a month by course. A month they were in Lebanon and two months at home. And and Ad and Adoniram was over the Levi, and Solomon had three scores and ten thousand that bared burdens and fourscore thousand hues in the mountains. Besides the chief of Solomon's officers, which were over the work, three thousand and three hundred which ruled over the people that wrought in the work. Wow, that's a lot of people. And the king commanded, and they brought great stones, costly stones, and huge stones, to lay the foundations of the house. And Solomon's builders and Haran's builders did hew them, and the stone quarters, so they prepared timber and stones to build the house. Chapter 6, verse 1. And it came to pass in the 480th year after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel in the month of Zeph, which is the second month that the that he began to build the house of the Lord. And the house which the king Solomon built for the Lord, the length thereof was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof twenty cubits, and the height thereof thirty cubits, and the porch before the temple of the house, twenty cubits, was the length thereof, according to the breadth of the house. And ten cubits was the breadth thereof before the house. And for the house he made windows of narrow lights. And against the wall of the house he built chambers round round about. Against the wall of the house round about. Both of the temple and of the oracle 
and he made chambers round about. The nevermost chamber was five cubic broad, and the middle was six cubic broad, and the third was seven cubic broad. For without in the wall of the house he made narrow rest round about, that the beams should not be fastened in the walls of the house. And the house, when it was in building, was built of stone made ready before it was brought thither, so that there was neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was in building. The door for the middle chamber was in the right side of the house. And they went up with a wind winding stairs into the middle chamber and out of the middle into the third. So he built the house and finished it and covered the house with beams and boards of cedar. And then he built the chambers against all the house, five cubics high, and then rested on the house with timber of cedar. And the word of the Lord came to Solomon, saying, Concerning this house, which thou art in building, if thou wilt walk in my statues, and execute my judgments, and keep all my commandments to walk in them. Then will I perform my word with thee, which I spanked unto David thy father. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. Okay, now the Lord is talking to him why he's building the house of God. So he is reminding him and he is telling him what he has to do. Okay, let's move on to 14. So Solomon built the house and finished it. And he built the walls of the house within with boards of cedar, both the floor of the house and the walls of the ceiling. And he covered them on the sides with wood and covered the floor of the house with planks of fir. And he built 20 cubics on the sides of the house, both the floor and the walls, with boards of cedar. He even built them for it within, even for the oracle, even for the most holy places. I'm sorry, most holy place. And the house that is the temple before it was 40 cubits long. And the cedar of the house within was curved with knobs and open flowers. All was cedar. There was no stone seen. And the oracle he prepared in the house within to set there the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And the oracle in the forepart was 20 cubits in length 
and 20 cubits in breadth, 20 cubits in height thereof. And he overlaid it with pure gold and so covered the altar, which was of cedar. So Solomon overlaid the house within with pure gold and he made a portion by the chains of gold before the oracle and he overlaid it with gold and the whole house he overlaid with gold until he had finished all the house also the whole altar that was by the oracle he overlaid with gold (coughs) excuse me and within the oracle he made two cherubims of olive tree each 10 cubits high. (coughs) Now, that's, uh, that's a pretty high tree. Okay, um, that is a, a pretty high uh, cherubim. And he set <clears throat> the cherubims within the inner house, and they, and they stretched forth the wings of the cherubim, so that the wings of the one touched the, touched the one wall, and the wings of the other cherubim touched the other wall. And their wings touch one another in the midst of the house. And he overlaid the cherubim with gold. And he carved all the walls of the house round about with carved figures of cherubims and of palm trees and open flowers within and without. And the floor of the house he overlaid with gold within and without. And for the entertain and for the entering of the oracle, he made doors of olive tree. The lintel and the side posts were a fifth part of the wall. The two doors also were of olive tree, and he carved upon them carvings of cherubims and palm trees and open flowers and overlaid them with gold and spread gold upon the cherubims and upon the palm trees. So also made he for the door of the temple post of olive trees, a fourth part of the wall. And The two doors were a fern tree. The two leaves of the one door were folded, and the two leaves of the other door were folded. And he carved thereon cherubims and palm trees and open flowers and covered them with gold fitted upon the carved wood. That's beautiful. You just picture that in your head. That's gorgeous. And he built the inner court with three rows of hewed stones and a row of cedar beams. 
and in four in the fourth year was the foundation of the house of the Lord laid in the month of Zith. And in the eleventh year, in the month of Baal, which is the eighteenth month, was the house finished throughout all the parts thereof, and according to all the all the fashion of it. So was he seven years in building it. Okay, so we started out in the in the time of Zeph and ended up in the time of in the time of uh, of uh, of sorry I'm having <clears throat> seeing problem here with my glasses hmm. like I need to wipe these out a little bit <clears throat> Okay, let's see now. Uh, a bowl. Okay. So, I'm just going to do a quick run over Ziff. Let's see if I have it in my book. So, we know exactly what time he started and what time he ended. Okay. Okay, early name the second Hebrew month. Oh, uh, the second Hebrew month. Now, I gave you guys the months uh, a while ago. So we will look that up. Now remember now, the, the, the months change from, uh, this is why I mentioned it, because the names of the months change from what we know today. So back then, uh, Ziff was the second month. And Bo, uh, B-I-L? B-U-L. Okay. Let's see. What do we have for bull? Okay, bull. Bull is the eighth month. The eighth month, the Jewish year. So it was second to the eighth month.
Okay. All right. Don't want to take too much time on that because we've gone over that. But just wanted to check that. So, Zeph is the second month. Bull is the eighth month. So it says, and in the eleventh year, in in the month of bull. So it took eleven years in the month of bull. So that's eleven years. They started the second month to the eighth month to six months. So it's eleven years and six months. Okay. Um, and in the eleventh year, in the month of bull, which is the eighth month, was the house finished thereof, all the thereof, according to all the fashion of it. So was he seven years in building it. So it took him seven years. Okay. From the time he's from the time they discussed it was I gather uh they were in the eleventh year. Of the eleventh year, okay, seven. It says it took seven years to build. So the first three years was the first three years of uh, of um, Solomon's reign because Solomon had reigned for three years when he decided to build the temple and it took him seven years on so he was in the 11th year okay chapter 7 but Solomon was building his own house 13 years and he finished all his house he built also the house of the forest of Lebanon. The length thereof was a hundred cubits, and the breadth thereof fifty cubits, and the height thereof thirty cubits, upon four rows of cedar pillars, with cedar beams upon the pillars. And it was covered with cedar above upon the beams that laid on the forty-fifth pillars, fifteen in a row. And there were windows in three rows, and light was against light in three ranks. And all the doors and posts were square, and the windows and light was against light in three ranks. But he had a porch of, I'm sorry, and he had a porch of pillars. The length thereof was 50 cubits, and the breadth thereof 30 cubits. And the porch was before them, and the other pillars and the thick beams were before them. Then he made a porch for the throne where he might judge, even the porch of judgment. And it was covered with cedar from one end of the floor to the other. And his house where he dwelt had another court within the porch, which was of like work. Solomon made also a house for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had taken to wife, like unto his, 
unto this porch. All these were of costly stones, according to the measure of huge stones, and sold with saws within and without, even for the foundation unto the coping, and so on and, and outside towards the great court. And the foundations of the costly stones, even great stones, stones of 20 cubits and stones of 8 cubits. And above were costly stones after the measure of huge stones and cedars. And the great court round about was with three rows, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) of huge stones and a row of cedar beams both for the inner court of the house of the Lord and for the porch of the house. And King Solomon set and fetched Hiram out of Tyre. He was a widow's son of the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre. A worker in brass, and he was filled with wisdom and understood and cunning to work all work in brass. And he came to the king Solomon and wrought all his work. For he cast two pillars of brass of 18 cubits high apiece, and a line of 12 cubits did compass either of them about. And he made two two chapters of molten brass to set upon the tops of pillars. The height of the one chapter was five cubits and the height of the other chapter was five cubits. The height of the checkers worked and of chain work for the chapters which were upon the top of the pillars and seven for the one chapter and seven for the other chapter. <clears throat> and he made the pillars and two rows round about upon the one network to cover the chapters that were upon the top and the pomegranates. And so did he for the other chapter. Now, you notice they mentioned pomegranates. Pomegranates were very, uh, were very much used during that time. Let me see if I can pull up about pomegranates very quickly here. Don't have a lot of time. But I'm going to see if I can't find them. Okay, so representative of pomegranates in blue, purple, and scarlet arraignment, 
the hue of the robe of the infant. Now, that, they're talking about the priest's robe. See, pomegranates were used on the priest's robe. Um, carved in figures of pomegranates adorn the tops of the pillars in Solomon's temple. And that's what we're reading now. The spice wine for the juice of my pomegranates was the song of Solomon. <laughs> and uh, is made at the present day in the East as it was in the days of Solomon. So the pomegranate was the very prominent figure. Um, the liquid ruby color of the pulp of its fruit is alluded in the figurative description of the beautiful complexion of the bride of Solomon. <laughs> okay? So just to give you some idea how important pomegranates was to them at that time. Okay. <clears throat> okay, let's go back. Uh... Okay, 21. And he set up the pillars in the porch of the temple, and he set up the right pillar and called the name thereof Jachin. And he set up the left pillar and called the name thereof Boaz. And upon the top of the pillar was lily work. So was the work of the pillar finished. And he made a molten sea. Uh, 10 cubics from the one beam to the other. It was round all about and his height was 5 cubics and a line of 30 cubics did come past it round about. And under the brim of it round about there were knobs compassing it. 10 in a cubic compassing the sea round about. The knobs were cast in two rows when it was cast. It stood upon twelve oxen, three looking towards the north and three looking towards the west, west, and three looking towards the south and three looking towards the east. And the sea was set above upon them, and all their hindered parts were inward. And it was as hand breath thick, and the brim thereof was rough like the brim of a cup with flowers of lilies. It contained 2,000 baths, and he made 10 basins of brass. Four cubics was the length of one brass, and four cubics the, bra- the breadth thereof, and three cubics the height of it. And the work of the bases was on this manner. They had borders, and the borders were between the ledges. And the borders that were between the ledges were lions, oxen, cherubims. And upon the ledges there was a base above, and beneath the lions and the oxen were certain additions made of thin work. And every 
base had four brazen wheels and plates of brass, and the four corners thereof had undersettings under the laver, where undersettings molted at the side of every addition. And the mouth of it within the cap, cap within the chapter and above was a cubic, but the mouth thereof was round after the work of the base. A cubic and a half, and also upon the mouth of it were gravings with their borders four, four squared, not round. And under the borders were four wheels, and the axe trees of the wheels were joined to the base, and the height of the wheels was a cubic and a half cubic, and the work of the wheels was like the work of chariot wheels, their axle trees, and their knaves, and their fellows, and their spokes were all molten, and they... And there were four undersetters to the four corners of one base, and the undersetters were a very base itself. itself. And in the top of the base was there a round compass of half a cubic high, and on top of the base, the ledges thereof and the borders thereof were of the same. For on the plates of the ledges, Thereof and on the borders thereof, he graved cherubims, lions, palm trees, and according to the proportions of every one and additions round about. After this manner, he made the ten bases. All of them had one casting, one measure, and one size. Then made he ten lavers, brass, and lavers containing forty baths, and every laver was forty cubits, and upon every one of the ten brasses one laver. And he put the five bases on the right side of the house, and five on the left side of the house, and he set the sea on the right side of the house, eastward over against the south. And Haran made the lavers and the shovels and the basins. So Haran made and end of doing all the work that he made King Solomon for the house of the Lord. The two pillars and the two bowls of the chapters that were on top of the two pillars and the two networks to cover and the two bowls of the chapters which were upon the top of the pillars and the 400 pomegranates for the two networks, even two rows of pomegranates for one network to cover the two bowls of the chapters that were upon the pillars and the ten basins and the ten lavers on the bases and one sea and twelve oxen under the sea and the pots and the shovels and the basins and all these vessels which Haram made to King Solomon for the house of the Lord were of bright brass. And in the plains of Jordan did the king cast them in the clay ground between Sukkoth and Zarkoth. And, Z- and Solomon left all the vessels unweighed because they were exceedingly many. Neither was the weight of the brass found out. 
And Solomon made all the vessels that pertaineth unto the house of the Lord, the altar of gold, and the table of gold, whereupon the showbread was, and the candlesticks of pure gold, five of the right side, five of the left side, before the oracle, and the flowers, and the lamps, and the thongs, and the gold, and the bowls, and the sniffers, and the basins, and the spoons, and the censers, pure gold, and the hinges of gold, both for the doors and the inner house, the most holy place for the doors of the house to wit of the temple. So was the ending of all the work the king Solomon made for the house of the Lord. And Solomon brought in the things which David his father had dedicated, even the silver and the gold and the vessels did he put amongst the treasures of the house of the Lord. Okay, everyone, that is it. We have run out of time. I thank you for joining us today. This is Minister Macmillan. God bless. Those of you who would like to donate to us or sponsor, there's two buttons below. Please use them. We appreciate your donation. Those of you who want to contact me, macmillan75gmail.com. You can reach me or anchor FM right slash Linda dash Macmillan, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-A-N. Nine, you can reach me that way as well. Again, good night and have a blessed evening.